Shalom to all. Today's daf is Shabbos daf Kuf Ches. We're starting five lines from the top at the two dots. Today's shir is sponsored by Shosta Hatzlacha of Noam Ben Esther. The Gemara says, Amrav Huna, Kaisvin Tfilin Agabi Arshal Aiftahar, a person may write Tfilin on the skin or the hide of a kosher bird. Amrav Yosef, Mike Mashmalan, what are you teaching me? This lay or that the skin of a bird is considered like or like hide? Tanina, we already learned that in our Mishnah. Someone that causes a bruise on a bird is chayev. It must be that it's considered having or. Amrav Yabai told him, Tuvak Mashmalan, it's teaching us a lot of things. Demon Masis, and if we just had our Mishnah, Havami and I would think Kivund is Nikve Nikvi. Since the skin of a bird has many different holes, that's where the feathers are, loy. A person may not use it for tefillin. It says in the Pasuk, Uchsav Tem, and we learn from there the Kosav Tam, that our writing has to be whole and complete. Therefore, it's not allowed to have any holes in it. Kamash Blon, the Chiddush is that we are allowed to use it for tefillin. Kedami Marava, like they say in Marava, Eretz Yisrael, Kol Nekev Shad Yoyeveres Olav, any hole that the ink will pass over, any Nekev is not considered a hole. Ink used in tefillin is very viscous, and it will not fall into a hole small enough, and therefore it's okay to use kosher bird skin because the holes of the feathers are very small. Mesra Abzera, Abzera asks, Bechnafav, it says in the Pasuk, with its feathers. This is in reference to a carbon oila of a bird, to tell us that the or itself is burned also. So the skin and the feathers of a carbon oil of a bird is going to be burned on the Mizbech. If you're going to say it's actually considered or hide, how can the Pasuk include it? We know that the hides of all other animals are stripped before the animals place on the Mizbech and the hide itself is not burned. So how can we burn the hide of a carbon oil, which is a bird? Obviously, it's not considered a hide. I told him, it is considered hide. And the Pasuk included it specifically to tell us that we must burn it even though it's considered or. And some say that the conversation went as follows. Amr Abzer Abzer says, Afananim Tanina, we also learned Bichnafav, with its feathers, L'Rabbi says or that we should burn the feathers and the skin of the bird when it's a carbon oil. Yamar Bishlam, if you're going to say Arhu, that the skin of the bird is considered hide, Hainu Ditzachar Larbuye, that's why we need a Pasuk to include it. Eli Yamrit Lav or who, if you're going to tell me it's not Ar, Amayat Sachar Larbuye, why would we need a Pasuk to include it? It's not considered Ar, so of course you would burn it. Amalei Abaye, so Abaye responded to him, I could really tell you that the skin of a bird is not considered Ar. I would still need a Pasuk to include it. I might think, since it has many different holes in the skin of the bird because of the feathers, mice, it's considered repulsive and we should not be allowed to burn on Mizbech. Kamash Malon, the Chiddush would be that we still are burning it on Mizbech even though it's not considered or. So from this discussion between Reb and Abai, we don't necessarily have a clear outcome. On the skin of a kosher fish. He said, If El Yohanavi comes and tells us, then we'll know the answer. The Gemara asked, What does that mean if El Yohanavi comes? If you're going to come and tell us whether or not the skin of a fish is considered like a hide, we see that the type of skin that the fish has is like R. And furthermore, we have a Mishnah. The bones of a fish and its skin, Matzilin Bailamais, is going to save something in Ailamais from becoming Tame. We know that if there's something inside of Ailamais with a mace, it's going to become Tame, unless it's inside of some sort of container which is going to protect it from becoming Tame. Now, if it's in a container made out of the bones of a fish or the skin of a fish, it will not become Tame. Obviously, it's considered hide. So we see from that Mishnah also what El Navi coming and telling us. We say, Eloi is telling us whether or not the stench of the fish is considered 
considered having left it after we tan its skin. And that we need Eliyahu Navi for. And the Gemara continues with his story. Shmuel for Karna, Haviyasva Gudud and Harmaka, Shmuel and Karna were sitting on the bank of the royal river. Chazinu Lamai the Kadalu Vahiri, they saw that the water was rising and becoming very dirty. Armali Shmuel, Karna, Shmuel told Karna, Gavra Rabba Kasi Marava, there's a great person coming from Marava from Eretz Yisrael, Mechaj Bemai, he's having difficulty with his stomach. The Kadalu Mai, the Kabule Ape Kame, and the water is rising in order to greet him. Some of Farshim explained that since he was relieving himself over the side of the boat, the water was rising out of respect for him to try to cover him and create some sort of privacy. So Shmuel told Karna, Zilta Havilei Akankane, go sniff out his jug, meaning go smell out whether or not he's actually a Talmud Chacham or not. Similar to the way a person sniffs out wine to see if it's went sour, kind of go smell out to see if this person's a great man. Oz also Karna went Ashkei Rav. He found it was Rav. Amrle, so he asked Rav sort of as a test. How do we know that you only allowed to write tefillin on the hide of a kosher animal? Amrle, Rav responded, So that the Torah of Hashem should be in your mouth. We darshan from here. You're only allowed to write it on something which is permissible to place in your mouth. He continued asking, How do we know that Dam Nida is only Tell me if it's red. Rav responded, Shinamar says in the Pasik, Vayiru, Mayev Mineged as Hamayim, and Mayev saw from afar the water, Adumim Kedam, it was red like blood. So we see the blood is red. He continued asking, How do we know that a bris mila is performed on that place, on the male member? So Rav responded, It says in reference to bris mila, It says in reference to Arla, which is the first three years of a fruit tree's life, It's Arla. Just like over there in regards to the tree, It's talking about something that produces fruit. So too, we're referring to something that produces fruit of a bris mila, and that's the male member. So Kano responded, Maybe it's a person's heart. We have a different puzzle. It says, that you shall circumcise the Arla of your heart. Maybe it's talking about a person's ear. The Chesivit says in the Pasuk, their ear is blocked. So Rav says, no. We learn the complete word of Arla Sai from the other complete word of Arla Sai, which is a person and trees. We don't learn the complete word of Arla from the word of Arla that's not complete, such as Arela or Arlas. Amrle, now Rav told Karna, my Shemach, what's your name? He says, Karna. Amrle, he Rav, the typically Karna me'ene, it should be Hashem's will that a horn should come out of your eye. Rav was so pained that he wasn't able to relieve himself because Karna was asking him so many questions, so he gave him this curse. And now, continuing the story, Lusayf Aile Shmuel Abese, at the end, Shmuel brought Rav into his house. Shmuel was a doctor and he was going to heal Rav. Oichle Nama Desari, he gave him barley bread, which was to serve as a laxative, the Casa de and some sort of fish dish. Vashke Shechor, he gave him beer. Veloy Achvile Besakise, he didn't show him where the bathroom was. He wanted the food and everything to churn around in Rav's stomach so that when he does relieve himself, it's a complete cleansing of his body. Lyat Rav, Rav cursed him for Amr and he said, The one who's painting me, meaning Shmuel, he shouldn't have any sons. And that's actually what happened. Shmuel didn't have sons, he only had daughters. Now back to our Brismila discussion. How do we know that Mila is an Oisei Makayim? It says, Here are and over there, just like over there, in regards to fruit tree, it's talking about something that produces fruits. So to over here, it's talking about something that produces fruits, which is the male member. That's Rabbi Yeshia's opinion. He says, We don't need a drasha like that. It says in the Pasuk, And the RL of a male, that doesn't circumcise his Arla. 
Makam Shinikar Bain Zachros Lenakvos, we're obviously talking about a male because it says Varela Zachros, so we're talking about a place that is recognizable between a male and a female, and that's the male member. And now back to our discussion of Tfilin. Tan Rabban and Kaisman Tfilin Agabi Arbehema Taira, we're allowed to write Tfilin on the hide of a kosher animal, Vagabi Ar Chayataira, and on the hide of a kosher wild animal, Vagabi Ar Nevelsa Trevis Shalahan, and even on the hide of a Nevela or Trefa of a kosher animal, Vinichrochis Bisaron, and the parshes of the Tfilin are wrapped up in the hair of the animal before they're inserted into the box of the tefillin, v'nisparis begidin, and the tefillin themselves are sewn with the sinews of these animals. And v'halach l'mosh misinai, it's actually halach l'mosh misinai, sh'atfillin nechrachas besarin, that the tefillin are wrapped up in the hair of the animal, v'nisparis begidin, and are sewn with the sinews of the animal. Avol ein kaisven, we are not allowed to write tefillin, loyal gabe or behemot male, not on the hide of a non-kosher animal, loyal gabe or bechayat male, and not on the hide of a non-kosher wild animal, v'ein it's sarachlaimer, for sure we don't need to say, al gabe or nevil or trefa shalahen, on the hide of a non-kosher animal that died without being shechted. And we don't wrap the tefillin in the hair of a non-kosher animal, and we don't sew the tefillin with the sinews of a non-kosher animal. And this is actually a question that a baisusi asked Rabbi Shuhagarsi. Antignois Ish Soichai had two Talmidim, one named Tzadik, one named Baisus. They misinterpreted something that he taught them, and because of that, they went off the derech, as we say, and they started their own sect of Judaism, one called the Tzadukim, one called the Baisusim. So a Baisusi asked Rabbi Shua Hagarsi, Minanchen Kasen Tefillin al Arbehemet Mea, how do we know that we don't write Tefillin on the height of a non kosher animal? The Chsivkas says in the Pasuk, Mantia Teresashem Beficha, so that the Teresashem should be in your mouth, and the Joshua is Midavar Hamutra Beficha, it's got to be written on something that is permissible to place in your mouth. El Meata says the Baisusi, Al Gabi. We shouldn't be allowed to write it on the hide of a kosher animal that's a nevela or a trefa. Amr Leis, Rabbi Shua Garsi responded, Let me provide you with a parable. What's it comparable to? Two people, they had to be killed by the king. One of them was killed by the king himself. And one of them was killed by the chief executioner of the king. Which one of them is superior? This is the one that the king himself killed. And that's the same thing. When we shecht an animal, so that's killed by the chief executioner, but when Hashem himself kills an animal, that's an Avelu Trefa, that's obviously far superior, so for sure we should be allowed to use it for tefillin. El Meata says by Susi, Yechelu, we should be allowed to eat the flesh in Avelu Trefa. Amr Lezer, Rabbi Shur responded, Hatayra Amr, the Torah itself says, Loisechelu kalin Vela, you should not eat in Avelu. Vat Amr Yechelu, and you're telling me you're allowed to eat it? So we can have this drasha that if the king kills something, it's more chashav only in regards to writing tefillin on it, but not in regards to eating it, if the Torah itself says that you're not allowed to eat Nevela. Amar Leid, the Baisus responded, Kolos, well said, you gave a great answer. And the mission says, Ain Oisin Hilmi Bishabis, a person may not make brine on Shabbos. Kufchas on base on the top of Al Oisin, who has Mehamelech, he may prepare salt water, Vitail Behan Pitoy, and dip his bread into it, Venezuelan Sechatavshil, or place it inside of a dish. The reason why it would be usser is because preparing a salt solution is similar to tanning hides, which were tanned in a salt solution. If one does so with food, it would seem as if he's about to preserve or pickle foods, which is usser. The mission continues, Amr Biesi, Biesi says, Valehu Hilmi, Ben Ruba, Ben Muat. It's considered brine, whether it's a lot or a little. What's the difference? This is a permissible way of preparing salt water. One may place the oil inside the water first, or place the oil with the salt, and only then add the water. However, one may not first mix the water and the salt together, even if he intends to add the oil. The reason why is because once you have oil there, that already decreases from the potency of the solution, and therefore it's not going to be used to preserve or pickle any foods. The Gemara says, My Kamar, what exactly is the Mishnah saying when it's trying to differentiate between Hilmi, Brine, and Meimelech, which 
is salt water. This is what we're saying. One may not prepare a lot of salt water. He's allowed to prepare a solution with just a little bit of salt water because then he's not going to be using it for brining or preserving. Rabbi Yaisi had made this comment. Who they asked? Rabbi Yaisi, was Rabbi Yaisi trying to prohibit making even a small amount of this solution or was he trying to permit even making a large amount? What exactly was he trying to say with this comment? He was trying to allow it. It doesn't say Rabbi Yaisi prohibits, therefore it must be that he's permitting you to make even a large amount of salt solution. Rabbi says, it says in the Sefer in the Mishnah, this is the permitted way to make it. That implies Rabbi Yaisi lesser. Rabbi Yaisi is trying to asser us to do it the way that it was previously mentioned in the Mishnah, and now he's come to tell us of a permitted way. Elama Rabbi Rabbi says lesser. He's trying to asser. Vechena Rabbi Yechonon lesser. Rabbi Yaisi is actually trying to asser the way that it was mentioned in the beginning of the Mishnah. Tanya Nami Hachi. We actually have a brisa like this. One may not prepare a lot of salt water in order to place inside pickled stuff. Shibasach Gistra. That's inside a broken vessel. They would use broken vessels for pickling things. He is allowed to prepare a small amount of salt water. And he could eat his bread with it and place inside of a dish. Just because in one case you're preparing a lot, one you're preparing a little, this is prohibited and this is permitted. People are going to say, doing a lot of a malacha is asr, but doing a little bit of a malacha that's mutter. And we know that that's not true. Both of them are asr. You're not allowed to prepare a little bit of salt water or a lot of salt water. It's irrelevant. So, what is the permitted way of preparing salt water? First, you have to put the oil and salt or oil and water. You're not allowed to put the water and salt first, and that's the only permitted way to prepare it. The Gemara says, That's going to be a simon of what we're going to mention here. Rabbi Huda Bar Chaviva teaches us the first of three brises. A person may not make strong salt water. What exactly is that? They both say, If an egg can float in it, it's so thick it has so much salt. How much is that? It's two-thirds salt, and a third water. What exactly would a person make that for? For brining fish. If a person wants to pickle fish, so he's going to make this very strong salt solution. Rabbi Huda Bar Chaviva teaches us a brisa. This is the second one. A person may not salt a radish or egg on Shabbos. It looks like he's being ma'abed. It looks like he's preparing it for pickling. Therefore, it's aser. He says, Radishes may be aser, but eggs are permitted because it's not beneficial to salt eggs so much, therefore it's not a problem. Originally, I used to salt radishes on Shabbos. I mean, I told myself, I'm actually ruining it. Damar Shmuel, Shmuel says, a sharp radish is actually very beneficial to you, and since I'm taking away from its sharpness by salting it, that'd be permitted on Shabbos. Since I heard the thing that Ula said when he came from Eretz Yisrael to Bavel, and he said, in Eretz Yisrael, they salt piles of radishes, obviously it's very beneficial to salt radishes. I don't salt radishes on Shabbos, but I do definitely dip radishes in salt on Shabbos. This is referring to salting more than three radishes, but if it's anything less than three radishes, then there's no problem to either place salt on them or to dip them into salt. Tan Rabbi Huda Bar Chaviva, Rabbi Huda Bar Chaviva teaches us the third brisa. Esrig Tsunayin Ubeitza, 
Esrag, radish, and egg. If not for their outer shell, they would never leave a person's insides. That's because these foods create some sort of clumping inside of a person's stomach, and somehow their outer shell is what prevents that clumping. Now, the shell over here in reference to the egg is not talking about the hard shell of the egg, it's talking about the white part of the egg. Now, Kios Ravdimi, when Ravdimi came from Eretz Yisrael, Amr, he said, A person never drowned in the Sea of Sudaim, referring to the Yam HaMelech. Amr of Yosef, Rav Yosef says, Hafucha Sudaim, Vafucha Mila. Sudaim itself was overturned, and what he's saying should be overturned. It doesn't make sense. Gavruhu Deloy Tava. Are you telling me that a person never drowned in the Yam HaMelech? Kishur Tava, but a beam did drown in the Yam HaMelech? Beams can't drown in the Yam HaMelech. Amr Le Abaya, Abaya told Rav Yosef, Lemi Baya Ka Amar. He was saying, Lemi Baya, Lemi Baya Kishura, for sure a beam. In all other seas and waters of the world, Laitava, beams won't drown. We know that wood usually floats. Gavra, even a person, a person will drown in all other waters of the world. But in the Yam HaMelech, he won't drown. The Gemara says, What exactly is the Nafkamina of Rav Dimi's statement that the Yam HaMelech has a very high salt solution? Ravin was following Rav Yirmiya, Aguda de Yam on the bank of the Yam HaMelech. Amr he asked him, is a person allowed to wash himself with these waters on Shabbos? Meaning, is he allowed to put it on his eye? Somehow, the waters of the Yama Melech are beneficial to healing some sort of eye ailment. Amrle Rabbi Yirmi responded to him, Shaper Dummy, you're allowed to do so. It doesn't look like Rafua. We know that Rafua is Usr on Shabbos because if a person sees you doing some sort of Rafua on Shabbos, he's going to say, Oh, Rafua is Mutter on Shabbos, and he might do Shrika Samamanim, which is grinding spices, which itself is Usr. So just simply placing Yama Melech water on a person's eye on Shabbos because it just looks like he's washing his face. Ravan continues asking, is a person allowed to close and open his eye to allow the water to go inside? Amrle says, Zulay Shamati, this I didn't hear, Kiyotzeba Shamati. I have heard something similar. Now we're going to pause here before we continue with the Gemara. We already have an answer to our question from here. We had asked, what's the nafkamina for Avdimi telling us that the Yamamel has a very high salt solution? And we see the relevance is in the upcoming statement or a Yermiel, we're going to see that if a person has to do some sort of extra paula that's going to make it look like he's being involved in Rafuan Shabbos, then that's going to be Usr. And that would only be Usr with Yamamelech water if it has a very high salt solution that's going to give it healing properties. Therefore, it's relevant that Rav Dimi told us it has a very high salt solution. Now, what was Rabbi Yirmiya's answer? Then Rabbi Zerah Zer says, Sometimes Reb Zerah said in the name of Masna, Sometimes he said these statements in the name of Ma'ukva. Both of these statements, said in the name of the father of Shmuel and Levi. One of these people said, meaning either the father of Shmuel or Levi said, it's prohibited to put wine inside a person's eye because then it looks like he's being involved in refuel. Al-Gavayin, but if it's placed on top of the eye mutter, that's permitted because it just looks like he's washing himself. V'chad Amar and the other one, either the father Shmuel or Levi, Amar said, Reik Tafel, raw saliva. This is the first saliva that comes out of a person's mouth in the morning before they eat anything. Afilo al-Gavayin Asr, even to place it on top of the eye would be prohibited because the only reason why you would put saliva on top of your eye is only for healing purposes. However, we see from here that if a person is doing some sort of pu'ula, that it's clear from there that he's doing this thing for refuah, placing wine inside of his eye or saliva on top of his eye, it's going to be Asr. And the Gemara says, Tis time to avu shmul hu Amar. Let's say it's the father of Shmuel that says, Yain b'soy chayin Asr, the placing wine inside of an eye is Asr. Al-Gavayin 
Rava and Mutter, but on top of the eye is permitted. Midamar Shmuel, Shmuel himself said, Shaira Adam Pita Biyayin, a person's allowed to soak his bread and water. Minois Nel Gaba Ayin, and place it on his eye, Bishavas on Shabbos. It's some sort of compress that's meant to heal his eye. Dishmile Miman, who did Shmuel hear this statement from? Lav Dishmile Mavua, it must be he heard it from his father. The Gemara says, Hold on, well, Tamech, according to your logic, Hada Amar Shmuel, that which Shmuel said in a different statement, Reich Tafel, raw saliva, Afilo Gaba Ayin, Usser, is Usser to place even on top of the eye, Dishmile Miman. Who did he hear that from? If he heard it from his father also, so El Levi Amar. That means that Levi didn't say any one of these statements. And we know that Levi did say one of these statements. Ella must be One of these Shmuel heard from his father. And one of them he heard from Levi and he was just repeating it. And we don't know which one Shmuel heard from his father and which one Shmuel heard from Levi. And more about eye bombs. Shabbos is a person who's allowed to soak Kilairin, which is this eye bomb from Erev Shabbos, and he's allowed to put it on top of his eyes on Shabbos, and he doesn't have to be worried about anything. First of all, since he soaked it before Shabbos, that means he prepared the eye bomb before Shabbos. No one's going to be chayshish that he did it on Shabbos. Second of all, since this solution looks like wine, Rashi tells us, people are going to think he's just washing his eye with wine, and then that's not an issue of refuah. Barlevi have a kaika made the Marukva. Barlevi was in front of Marukva. Chazie Marukva saw that Barlevi to have a mayatu pasach. He was closing and opening his eye because he had some sort of solution on it. Amrle Marukva told him kuli hai vadele shar marshmul. To this extent, marshmul didn't allow you to do it. You're allowed to place a solution on your eye, but you're not allowed to open and close your eye because then it looks like you're doing it for a fuah. Shalach later Rabbi Yannel Mar Ukva. Rabbi Yannel sent a message to Mar Ukva. Lishtar lon Mar, please send us mehanach kilarin demar Shmuel from that eye balm that Mar Shmuel prepares. Now the reason why Rabbi Yannel was asking Mar Ukva is because Mar Ukva was the Rishav Bezdin and he found himself in the company of Mar Shmuel a lot. So Shalach Lei, Mar Ukva sent him back. Shidurim Shadarn Alcha, I'll send you the eye balm. Dulei Tematzar Aina, no, I don't want you to say that I'm stingy. Alhachi Mar Shmuel, but this is what Shmuel himself said. Toiva Tipas. A drop of cold water in the eye in the morning, and washing one's hands and feet with warm water in the evening is better from any sort of eye bomb in the world. You have a breath like this. Rabbi Muna says in the name of Rabbi Huda, a drop of cold water in the eye in the morning, and washing one's hands and feet in the evening with warm water is better than any sort of eye bomb. And he, Rav Muna, used to say, If a person places their hand on their eye before they wash it in the morning, it should be cut off. If he places it on his nose before washing, it should be cut off. If he puts it on his mouth, it should be cut off. If he puts it on his ear, it should be cut off. If he places his hand on a puncture wound before he washes it in the morning, it should be cut off. If he places it on his male member, it should be cut off. If a person places his hand on the hole of his rectum, this is even after he washes hands in the morning, it should be cut off because we're afraid that he's then going to touch his eye or ear or nose before he washes his hand and that's going to be a problem. If a person places his hand inside of a barrel that's used to store beer, it should be cut off. Now the reason for all these things is because there's a ruach ra, some sort of bad spirit that rests upon a person's hand before he washes it. And if he touches any of these parts of his body or even inside the barrel of beer, so that ruach ra is going to go onto that part of his body or inside the barrel of beer and it's going to cause harm to this person or the person that drinks the beer. And the Gemara explains this in part. Yad misama, the hand will blind him in his eye. Yad mechareshes, the hand will make him deaf in his ear. Yad mala pulipos, and the hand will cause pulipos, which is some sort of bad odor that will come out of his nose or mouth if he touches it before washing his hands in the morning. Everyone should have a wonderful day.